Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. Thank you. You are our God. You are our shepherd. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. In your time, you have ordered my footsteps here to the man and woman of God in this awesome church. We are under your grace and we will do what you want us to do. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and have your seat, please. Uh, I brought my wife with me. Uh, when we got married in 76, uh, a so-called prophet drove all the way from New Mexico, Colorado border, came to my wedding. I have known him. And he told me that I am missing God and it will not last but six months. Uh, to his surprise, we will, will be married 39 years uh, this July. So the lesson is when you know that you know that you know. And you know, I, uh, I'm an ex-gang member, so I think fast. <laughs> so I asked that man, I said, why is it uh, you say that uh, this will not last? He said, well, uh, I don't have uh, peace about it. I said, you are absolutely right, because I got the whole peace. There is nothing left for you. So, we've been married 39 years, uh, been, thank God, in the beginning, a uh, lot of sacrifice, lot of sacrifice. Ministry is nothing but sacrifice. Pay your dues, and God will take care of us. Amen. You know, this young generation, they want it all now. But... Ministry is totally different. So, uh, I'm going to ask you a question here in a minute. I give you homework when I was here last time. Because if you would have done that, what I taught you, you should have an awesome intimacy with God. You should. But we come back to that. Uh, Pastor asked me to mention what I'm what I have been doing since I came here. I went to Nigeria about four times, went to India a couple of times. In India, we still have a ministry among the alcoholic gangsters, and we have awesome meetings, awesome meetings going on. My younger brother, he is taking care of it. We supply the financial needs for him to have a brand new Jeep every four years because of the uh, monsoon season going in villages and so my church supplies that and they are doing awesome job uh, he is under Methodist church but of course he is filled with the Holy Ghost uh, in 1980 when I went over there I had sent Brother Hagen's books to him and he tore it up and threw it in a trash I said that's alright uh uh, so I went over there and he said, uh, there is a woman here in uh, this church and she's doing fine, but all of a sudden she will get angry and cuss you out and take a chair and knock you out. And I said, So I said, all right, let's go. So on the purpose, watch it now, gangster, on the purpose, I, I said, well, why don't you let the, let the Methodist uh, 
district superintendent go first uh, then uh, let the let the uh, senior pastor go first let the assistant pastor go first then uh, i said my brother i said then you go first and i will come last so we went we went there and uh, nothing happened and as soon as i step inside here she goes i'm going to kiss oh so you are here come out in jesus name anyway the devil came out she got saved lay hands on her she starts speaking in tongues so i look at my brother as what about you laid hands on him he started speaking in tongues came home in 9 minutes i had 17 of my family members speaking in tongues gospel is the power of god Amen. demonstration so that's how it started in india so uh, we are doing good uh nigeria uh like i was here last time it is hard for me to talk to the folks in uh, oklahoma nebraska about 5 million people in one meeting the auditorium is 2 miles by 1.75 auditorium pulpit is on a second story you have to climb about 17 steps to go there a uh, podium is here behind you you got 2000 senior pastors you got 3000 assistant pastor you got a 2400 voice choir you got 100 musicians there are about close to 7 8000 people on a pulpit and every 1000 feet they got a 70 by 70 screen goes for 2 miles and then and then you preach they have got about 17 or 18 altars because they all cannot come so at certain distances we have altar we have senior pastor staying there and it it is just awesome and god has given me grace that uh again because of relationship see we don't value relation we use people but i value relationships more in the body of christ and because of that uh, i am able to go minister there all the time uh, and it was in my heart to go to northern part of nigeria now you heard about boko haram or right, they just made a treaty with icc yesterday and say that we are going to be totally faithful loyal to you now boko haram those people are the one causing lot of trouble and one of the friend who is a minister with me since 80s uh, we've been praying since 98 for me to go to that part but didn't feel good until december we were there we were fasting and praying and we felt that i should go there now at that time there was no boko haram in when we were praying and so in two weeks on a 29th my son and i we will be traveling to northern part of nigeria and i'm going to preach one week's meeting in the open air so i need your prayers god will protect us as a matter of fact they had come and burn my friend's church on friday after the muslim prayers and so sunday morning they all stood in ashes and they had open air service these are the people we are connected with so i will be going there and i'm training my son to travel with me he is traveling with me since uh, 2009 he was a uh, uh, number one rapper in tulsa every club i mean amazing you go leave my church and go to the club and his name is on a marquee on friday nights and saturdays and people say pastor you preaching here your son is in a club and rapping and a tattoos all over and what about it i say what about it <laughs> see people don't worry about their sons but never mind <laughs> see they put a pastor's kid up there look here i was a pastor's son but i was a number one gangster in a whole whole state but you know what you cannot get away from your mama and your daddy's prayers i don't care how far you go somebody going to jerk you 
so so sooner you give up better you are you'll be all right <coughs> so anyway to make a long story short one guy put a 38 on his head and asked him to get on his knees that was wednesday night but monday night two days before i was in a church monday night prayer and all of a sudden the spirit of god fell upon me and i started prophesying and i say you know what a day will come when somebody will put a gun on your son or your daughter but by the spirit of god i say it will not go off and guess what that gun didn't go off and then he made a 180 now he's traveling with me same week same week my elder he's a white brother he been with me from the beginning his daughter 22 years old going to university of tulsa she was going to school over there and she was working at uh, rib crib uh, uh, 2:30 in the night time they closed the store about 2 o'clock about three or four thugs walked in from the back door kicked the door shot the shot the chef shot the head head cook also and shot the other girl and then my elder's daughter that was thursday night huh drug her put her on the floor and that gun didn't go off come on folks Trust in the Lord and you shall be established. Believe his prophet and so shall you prosper. Gospel of God is not just the words but it is the power. And so this is what I live. Yes, I, I travel all over the world, preach to 5 million people. But you know what I do every, every Thursday? I'm the only pastor who is allowed to go to downtown Tulsa in a maximum security jail and talk to the people one-on-one. they have given me key to the maximum cell i go over there open the bin hole and talk to them anybody you see on tv in tulsa for armed robbery from rape for triple homicide and guess what i see them i lead them to lord and they are speaking in tongue in a jail even now amen so it is not that we what we do here it is everywhere and so i want you to be aware of it is not sunday morning church in him we live and move and have our being they need jesus people need jesus folks in the church need jesus folks outside need we all need jesus and we have this inside to give last thing even since i got saved i knew there was something between a message of righteousness and holiness people we are the righteousness of god second corinthians 5:17 and they live like the devil i wanted to write a book since 74 but again timing is everything and so i mean i talked to my friend mike and we agreed and so i'm writing a book again it has nothing to do god loves you you are forgiven it is not works by grace if you're going to make it to heaven it's by your grace but bible says what david did it displeased the lord and gave enemies talk against god and so what is happening in the body of christ all over and you know usually we talk about the people in the pulpit who fall the archbishop and the bishop and the pastors huh there are many more falling in the pews and so i'm writing a book take heed you might be next it is very needed book yes you are forgiven Let me make one statement then I go into today's message. People say we are not under the law because we are redeemed. Let me say something to you. God redeemed Israelites 
430 years of slavery. He redeemed them, then gave the law. Meaning, if you are read, live right. He has redeemed us. So we have to live according to what we have been redeemed from. Cannot take the grace of God and live like the devil. I call that, we, you know, the, what is this? American Express don't leave home without it. Huh? Christians, uh, they don't leave home without the grace card. They screw up and they swipe it. Well, it's under the blood anyway. Uh-uh. So please pray for me. It's not going to be... Here's the bottom line. Dr. Harrison, the one founder of Faith Christian Fellowship, he had a Harrison Publings books. Every charismatic pastor, every charismatic people, they publish their books. So I called the man in charge and asked him, do you have a book about living right? He said, no. So that will be the first book they're going to print about living right. See, people in Norfolk don't care. You can come and jump and shout and run around and fall and get up and do whatever we do, but they are watching you. Because of us, name of the Lord is blasphemy. And that is our responsibility. That we lift his name with our lifestyle. They will see your good works and glorify God. It's not about good works going to heaven, good works to reach to the lost and dying world. And that's the purpose of the book. All right. That's the introduction. I'm glad that you are here. Let me ask you a question. Uh, who remembers the message I ministered last time? I had five points to you, and I said, if you do this, uh, your life will be changed. Intimacy with God. We sang a song. God loves me. In my church, we always say, God loves me personally. Say it. God loves me personally, passionately, powerfully, permanently. We said, you ask a little kid, they all know this. But then I flip it. Do you love God personally, passionately, powerfully, and permanently? And then I had five S's. I said, if you do this, and you will be able to do that. Uh, my son said that number one was simplify your life. Remember that? We are living too complex life. Second one was solitude. Jesus moved out. Always in the, by himself. Solitude. We always like to hang around with a lot of folks. That's why we don't have intimacy with God. Simplify. Solitude. Silence. Sometimes we always talk. Answering questions which nobody is asking. Isaiah what? Says that in quietness you will find your strength. So let me back up again. If you haven't done it, it's still the beginning of the third month. You've got nine more months to work on it. Simplify your life. Solitude. Trying to find a spot once a day. There ain't nobody but you and God. Solitude. And then silence. The scream of silence. We cannot stand. People just don't. You get up in the morning, turn the TV on. Last thing you do, turn the TV off. Simplify your life, silence, solitude, then totally surrendered to God. He is in control. And the last one I said was, then serve with humility. Simplify, solitude, silence, surrender, then serve. That's our life.
All right, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to pick it up from there. Even after you do that, even after you have intimacy with God, does not mean your life will be trouble free. We will have trouble. We will have problems. So let me just say that I'm going to give you about four and we will work the fifth one maybe tonight. I call it these five P's for a life living stress free. Stress-filled life. Let me read the scripture. And I got this new translation. Let me uh, go to Philippians, the fourth chapter. Second Timothy three and one. Second Timothy three and one. Bible says, "In the last days, saith God, there will be hard times, stressful time, troublesome time, difficult time, and especially when you are sold out to God, you are walking with a big old bullseye behind you." Paul says, trouble from outside, trouble from inside. Trouble everywhere. Pressure on every side. Paul says, in the last days, those who will live godly will suffer hard time, persecution. So if you are going through hell, smile. Because you are on the right track. So, let's go. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse 4. Always be full with, this is called what? New Living Translation. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming. He said, always rejoice. Celebrate God all day long. And see, when you have done those five S's, you will celebrate God all day long. Verse 5 says, consider others. You know what? You know what is stress? It's all about you. <sighs> Me. Self-pity. It's all about us. But he said that in order for you not to have stress, would you think about somebody else? Somebody else is worse than, oh, this year, Lord God, we had snow since November. Last week, five, six inches, all the churches were closed. And then I stood in the church, I said, you know what? At least I'm uh, better than them folks in Boston. 96 inches of snow. So there's somebody always worse than us. So, but, but, but when you look into you, you don't see nobody else. And then you cause your own trouble. Alright, so let us see the remedy how to live stress-free life. God wants you to live stress-free. Living in the grace. Alright, number six, verse six. Don't worry about anything instead pray about it first p is have you prayed first p is pray say pray but what we do we complain we always complain but i want you to pray jesus say man always ought to pray let me ask you a question have you prayed about what you are going through Talk to God. Huh? 
Remember their song is to sing in Methodist church. What a friend we have in Jesus. And now we speak in tongues so we left the friend. We talk to everybody. And again I'm not a what they call it. Facebook or a, a Instagram. I'm not that kind of guy. Huh? You put all your best on Facebook. And never face God. To live a stress-free life, would you please talk to him face to face and pray? Brother Jimmy Swagger used to sing in 74, Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. You talk to everybody about your trouble and your sorrows, but we never pray. It's amazing to talk to the people in the church to pray. We don't pray. So in the morning you are 200 people. Monday night prayer meeting, you got 20. And you know what those 20 people are praying about? 180 people's prayer request. You have to be smart. Think what I'm saying. Don't you turn in your prayer request and you ain't here. Watching Monday night football, never mind. You follow what I'm saying? We do everything else. Everybody else. You are pray for me, pray for me, pray. No! People come and say, Pastor, can I have 30 minutes of your time? Yes. I'm going to tell you something. Wait a minute. Before you tell me something, have you talked to God? No. Then turn around and go out. That's being a nice pastor. I'm not going to do your job. That's how you live a long life, son. Don't let them kill you. <coughs> pastor, you were so nice up till this point. I'm still the same guy. I just turned 65 in January. And I tell my people, you are not going to kill me. I learned from Jethro, Moses' father-in-law. Don't come here with your mess and you haven't prayed. I'm a man of God. I'm not a magician. I don't have a magic wand. Or a holy water to sprinkle on you. You better go on. Have you prayed? Paul say it is the simplicity of preaching the gospel. His eyes is in the sparrow. And I know he's going to take care of me. We sing a song. His love never changes. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The one and only one who can help, you don't talk to him, but you talk to everybody else. And one thing is this, once you talk to him, uh, forget about everybody else because everybody else got an opinion. God is not a man, he should lie, neither a son of man, he should repent. He listen, he's gonna take care of you. Have you prayed? Oh, it is such a small thing. So I talk to him for the big things. He is concerned for small things. In your life. Do you have a prayer life? It's amazing to come to a church and ask people. Do you all have a prayer life? Because go back. We are so complex. I got to get up in the morning. Get the kids ready to school. Go over there when the school is over. Take them to the basketball or football, whatever practice. By the time it is all done, that we come back. Oh Lord Jesus, be tired. First P is what? Pray. He said that. Look, if you're going to worry, don't pray. And if you're going to pray, don't worry. This is simple. What does Peter say? Cast all 
of your cares upon him for he cares for listen no one cares for you like god does sometimes your husband cannot meet your need sometimes your wife cannot meet your need ha huh? only god can would you please do me a favor and and pray and listen the foundation of prayer you know why i pray i know one thing god loves me say god loves me you forgot those four please personally passionately powerfully permanently he loves me he wants me to come and talk to him based on his love i talk to him and you know what god is all wise god isaiah 55 my thoughts are not his thoughts at least i have found out god is wiser than me would you please pray please pray and you know we are all we do everything else then say i guess i will pray no no pray first say pray first because god loves you god is all wise and god is all powerful based on these three things go to him and pray first p is what before you turn in your prayer request talk to god talk to god about anything small thing big things whatever god will help you all right number 2 let's go don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need and thank him for all that he has done second p is praising a thankful person is a person who is living a stress free life are you thankful bible says in last days hard times but he also says that at that time there will be unthankful people you ought to be thankful for everything everything got to be thankful father i thank you i thank you thanks is not a day thanksgiving is not a day it's a lifestyle and show me a person who is thankful and you know what he's he's going to be all right he's going to be all right pray and then say father i thank you you know jesus did mighty things but he always thank god when he faced the tomb of lazarus how did he go about father i thank you because you always hear me he prayed but he also thank god five loaves and two fishes took it blessed it give thanks to god you might not have all that you need but don't curse your five loaves and two fishes be thankful be thankful be thankful be thankful lifestyle psalm 103 bless the lord o my soul and forget not all his benefits be thankful be thankful be thankful i tell my kids you might not have everything what you need but be thankful compared to other kids in other country hey you are more blessed by the way another thing which my church does is you know my my church is like i told you last time is a uh, uh, next door to hell because jesus say you will build my church and gates of hell will not prevail against it and even we want to build the church in the safest area of the town 
in the richest area of town, in the more affluent area of town. My church is in a ghetto. Gang violence, you name it, is there. So what we have done, again, about Thanksgiving. So we have adopted this elementary school. They shut down four elementary schools and they combined, brought it into one. Almost 500 elementary school kids. Poverty, 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 poverty. Dad is in a jail, mom is in a crack, grandma is raising them, the eight-year-old is raising a five-year-old. Huh? And our church supplies them the uniforms. I am their lunch buddy. Now figure that. Every Tuesday, whenever I'm town, I go eat lunch with them. And I dress like this. The very first time, now just think. I walked inside the cafeteria and one little, little dude said that, are you the president? I said, no, I'm a pastor. Why are you wearing a suit? It is not Sunday. See how they think? And as soon as, the very first time, about four years ago, we sat at the table. Watch the accents now. Protecting the little plate. As a hold up. What are we going to do? We are going to thank God. So all these little fourth grader, they don't even know how to pray. I say, do you know how to say, Lord, thank you for the food? And now the whole school is praying. Isn't that interesting? When they say in a public school, uh, when they say in a public school you cannot pray, guess what? We pray. But you, and think is this. Like I said, I'm a smart guy. I'm a, I'm a smooth guy. I set it up. I asked them to ask a question. So they cannot legally mind me. Why are we praying? Okay. He asked me. So I'm teaching him now. And then, my son and other young men, they go Sunday and bring a busload of kids to the church. My wife feed them breakfast. We teach them. And they all know four P's. God loves us personally, passionately, powerfully, permanently. Teach them the word. Feed them a breakfast. Take them back. That's what we do. That's what we do. I'm teaching them thanks. Well, I wanted a Jordan, but I don't have a Jordan. I just got this, uh, uh, well, at least you got a shoe. Be thankful, all the kids. Be thankful for what you have. Your mom and dad are doing their best to supply. And you know, you want to be like everybody else. No, there's nobody like you. Smart, intelligent good-looking, full of wisdom. That's you. Let them follow you. Pray. I know you say thanksgiving, but thanksgiving is nothing but praising God. Father, I thank you. 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 I thank you, Lord. Be thankful. Be thankful and sometimes it is hard to thank. But again, it goes back to stress. Ah, I don't have all that I need. Pray. Praise. Let me go next. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts, and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. That's where we mess up. Once you pray, and you praise, and you want it to happen right then.
wait. It will flow. It will come upon you. But again, because we want that thing to be done so quick, we just rush. The hardest thing for us is to wait. Why do you think David writes over and over, wait on the Lord and again I say wait? Be still and know that I am God. We don't like to be still. It goes back to solitude and silence. We like things, you know, we, we, we like to make things happen. God is too slow. Somebody asked me, Pastor, what is your biggest complaint about God? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm Speedy Gonzalez and God is Slowpoke Rodriguez. That's where I am. Don't you know people are dying? Don't you know they go to hell? I got to do this, this. I said, hey, hey, hey. After I'm gone, he will handle his business. He was handling his business before I came. He will handle his business after I'm gone. So please wait for the peace. You know, brother, my kids, I don't know where he taught the messages here on the peace of God. Never do anything until you got the peace of God. I wrote another book for the, for the young people who, who likes to date. Don't date until you answer me these 10 questions. I will send you some copies. Don't say I do and you don't answer this question. I have people read the book and cancel the wedding. On this third point, they did not have peace. Everything looked good. Everything looked good. Calm. But you know, when, you, when the light is off, the TV is shut off. Quiet. And something freaks you. Don't feel right. That's where we mess up. People leave ministry without the peace. People join the ministry without the peace. Get under stress. Ah, I've been sitting here long and pastor has put his big foot on me. I can't do nothing. Boom, they go. And once you make a wrong turn, you will never meet your destination. You might have a have a ministry, but it be pigs and not a sheep. Go figure that. I will answer that question tonight. Oh, they call them a ministry. They they call we have a ministry, but it's not what God wanted you to do. You can you can do whatever you want to, but Listen, don't marry without the peace. Don't leave a job without the peace. Don't go to a job without the peace. Don't join the church without the peace. Don't leave the church. Don't you do anything without the peace. When I become a pastor, what, 94, Buddy Harrison called me and saying that, well, we were giving this much salary to this pastor and his wife this much. I mean, it was way up there. But we're we going to give you this little. I said, that's fine. <coughs> Why? I have the peace. It's not the money. The peace will produce the money. Money will not produce the peace. Say pray. About everything. Thank him. For everything. Then wait. Find the peace. And the peace of God. That passes all understanding. His peace will blow your mind. Do you have a peace about whatever you, whatever you are doing? And when you have a peace. Stay at it, stay at it, stay at it. It 
will bring the results sooner or later. Don't get in a hurry. He that believeth will not make haste. And we got too many folks always in a hurry. Got to do it, got to do it. You got to do nothing until you have what? Because peace will replace anxiety, worry, stress, hold, anger. It will guard you. I had, I had trained a man in, and his wife. They grew up in my house for 20 some years. Stayed in my house, ate my food, trained him in the ministry. And one day he walked inside. Put the keys on my desk and say, we're leaving you. You're going to leave me? Yeah? I say, have you prayed? Oh, there's nothing to pray about. See? Do you have a peace about it? Uh, left. What do you do? What do you do? Pray. Thank him. And please wait for the peace. I gave you an example about my wife. Huh? You are ready for this? My father and my mother disowned me. When I decided to marry her. My father was a Methodist pastor. He will, he will come to Tulsa, Oklahoma and preach in a Methodist church. Will not call me. Will not come and see me. Are looking at me as a you. <laughs> I write my mother a letter every week since 75 when I made a decision to marry. 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, not a single letter back. What do you do? You follow the peace. They follow the peace. Follow the peace. Follow the peace. And guess what? My, my mom died in 81. I, I was there week before. I'm talking about the peace. He asked me to ask everybody to leave. So my dad and my brothers and everybody left. So I went and sat her, sat with her, and she said, open the uh, cabinet drawer, so I did. And in that one, she had a nice necklace, a nice, uh, uh, some kind of jewelry. And she said, give this to your wife. She didn't give nothing to nobody. But gave her that. Because she saw. You follow what I'm saying? When my father died. In 2004. Me and my son. Were the only one there. He laid hands on me and my son. And blessed her. What are you saying? Listen. When you have a peace. But the whole hell will follow you. It's a. It's a. It's a hard to explain. You have an internal peace, but an external hell, how do you go about? Am I the only one here? How do you go? Always go with the internal peace. Because external things will change. But our problem is we want to please everybody outside. I'd rather live with peace with myself. To you, you better be truthful. 
I am loyal to God, but on the earth, I am loyal to myself. I don't lie to myself. Oh, look, I just made a home run. When something is not right, don't deceive it. Do not be deceived. You will talk yourself in believing a lie. No. Stay with the peace. Stay with the peace. Stay with the peace. Let me give you one more example. And again, what you all going to do? I'm 65 years old. I've been in ministry for 40 years. Uh, 1994. And again, I'm talking personal thing. You can talk to anybody. You can send this CD or DVD to anybody. It don't matter to me. 1994, Pastor Harrison called me. And he said that, I want you to come. I want you to become a pastor. I said, yes, we're not going to give you this much salary. That's fine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Next year, he come, calls me and my wife. And he said that, shut the church down. Shut the church down. We're moving all the way to South Tulsa. We're going to build a church over there. You come over there. I say, How are you going to say no? He said, what do you mean by no? I'm going to sell this building. I say, uh, listen to me. I live by this principle. He said, what is it? It is called the principle of peace. I pray. I praise. And I find the peace. Once that peace comes, nobody matters to me, nobody's words matters to me. It sounds like an arrogant statement, but that's a lifestyle I live. Once I have a peace, you cannot come and tell me that was not my wife. But you got to do it. Pray and find the praises and, 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 and find the peace. He said, buddy, this didn't happen in 95. Let me take you back in 1980. My life is a prophetic life. We were living in a, in a rented house. This big old dealer's department store. Building, boarded up, everything is falling apart. And as soon as we passed through here, I was riding with her uncle in his old car, old truck. And the Spirit of the Lord told me, see this building, January 1980. That's the building I'm going to help you reach the world. I said, oh, I live in a rented house. I ain't got no money. I ain't got nothing and all these things. I said, fine. Anyway, fast forward to July. One of the Rema graduates who traveled with me, he said, hey, Buddy Harrison is buying that building. I said, good. So Buddy Harrison bought the building on the north side. We had 3,000 people, all the white folks. We moved on the north side. We lost about 1,500 white folks, scared. Oh, smile, folks. That's what I say. We, we want to talk about greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, but we're scared. Come on, wake up. You, uh, so he bought the building. Me and my wife, we just live next to us. We start going to the church over there. I served him since 1894. 95. I say, I am not going to move. You're not going to move. I said, didn't I just tell you I had this peace in 1980? Pray. Every time I drive through there, I will thank God for the building. Then I had the peace. So he sent me a fax. Well, this pastor is going to say, give me $750,000. How much are you going to give me? I said, what part of this you don't understand? No. Peace will make mouth of a lion shut. He called a business meeting. Two of the biggest guns. 
in Tulsa, two lawyers, two bankers, and they called me. I went inside the meeting. As soon as I walk inside, watch it now, holy hush came upon them. And he said, we don't know what to do with you. I said, sir, then don't touch me. I walked out. And then they signed. See, the, all the lawyers and all of them were there. They signed the deed. Gave it to me and said, that's yours. Go on. At that time, it was about 1.5 million. Son, how did it happen? I'm not just teaching you something which I don't live. I've been living it since 1980. Prayed, God, you have called me to be prophet among the nation, prophet over the kingdom. What am I going to do? I live in a ghetto, I live in a rented house and all these things. And all of a sudden, follow the sweet whisper. See the building. I'm going to help you. Praise him. Drive through there. Thank him. Praise him. Drive there. Find the peace. So first time I got the building debt free. A lot of people were not happy. A lot of people are not still happy. But guess what? I'm happy. <laughs> yes! Do you follow what I'm saying? Whatever you do. You don't have to preach. You don't have to preach. You want to be an architect. But find the peace. Then be an architect. You want to play baseball? Find the peace. You want to play football for Nebraska? Find the peace. You want to be a farmer? Find the peace. You want to be a rancher? Find the peace. You want to be a nurse? Find. Don't do nothing until you have found the peace. Don't let me push you into saying that. Let me say the Lord. No. If your peace don't agree with what I'm saying, you better find something. Pray. Praise. Find the peace. Please don't do nothing without the peace. I wanted to go to North, Nebraska, North uh, Nigeria since 1980. 1980, 25 years of praying, then the peace came and I am going. My wife asked me last week, what happens if Boko Haram uh, kidnap you and chop your head off? I said, hey, I will have one more crown called a martyr's crown. Hey. <laughs> Come on, folks. Heaven ain't that bad. Hello? Everybody wants to talk about heaven, but when times to come, oh God. And what a way to go. Goodness, alive. Somebody chop your head and you gone. Not that it's going to happen because I got the peace. Come on now, let me back it up. But don't let fear steal your peace. Don't let situations, circumstances steal your peace. Do you have peace? I'm going to talk tonight. About the body of Christ right now is in a transition. Senior pastors, you know, we're getting up now. I got my Medicare card. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Officially. <laughs> okay, so we got to prepare this young generation. But there is a way of doing things. So I'm going to teach tonight. Please don't stay home. Especially invite all the young people. Invite the senior ministers. Pray. Praise, peace of God. All right, last one and then fifth one, I'm going to pick it up tonight for the sake of time. Verse 8, and now dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think on these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep put, okay, that's it. Number one, what? Fourth one, positive thoughts based on the scriptures. 
put this in a practice every day when you are talking about simplifying your life solitude silence surrender and service hook this up with your time when you are in a solitude pray and praise and find the peace and when you leave that place so you cannot live in a solitude all the time you got to go to work you got to go feed the cattle and do whatever you got to do but when you leave the prayer don't unhook what you had prayed god will help you huh so you have to pray and think positive thoughts let me ask you a question after you prayed oh lord jesus your mind will go 1000 miles per hour how is going to happen who do i call huh? take your hands off the steering wheel let god go. what does bible say god causes romans 8:21 all things to work out the good the bad the ugly god is going to cause it to work out god doesn't cause evil but whatever happens you going to come out on the top say i will come out on the top it don't look like when you going in but i'm coming out i'm coming out more blessed more prosperous more with peace i am coming out okay let's close now worry is you are focusing on the wrong things peace is you are focusing on god worry focus let me close remember i said worry is you stress is you focus on you flip it peace is focusing on god god i'm going to let you figure it out but for the smart intelligent people like us we want to figure out everything we want to know everything let me close one scripture and then we go Hebrews Again I'm talking about this peace of God Hebrews 13 and 20 Remember he say the peace of God but now he say the peace of God Now may God of peace Hebrews 13 and 20 now may God of peace who brought up from the dead the Lord Jesus Christ the great shepherd of the sheep and the ratified the eternal covenant with his blood may he equip you with all you need for doing his will he will produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him all glory to him forever and ever This is my counsel to you like i said please have a simplified life trying to find the time with god alone shut everything off some of us are hooked on the internet on the cell phones I don't know whether it happens in Nebraska or not but back home God Lord almighty huh the do is sitting eating lunch with him and he texting the food talk to him put the thing down I see some of you smiling so uh simplify your life this is as a, as a as a pastor who been around I'm trying to give you simple life simple life folks christianity is simple i love to come to nebraska huh? simple people but now the world is trying to make you all uh, look like them simplify your life solitude silence before god surrender and serve with humility now while you are in a solitude please pray praise him wait till you find peace when you find peace come out still keep your thoughts on what god has done and gain 
the peace of God will turn you over to God of peace and he will keep you secure. I guarantee you this. You do this thing and whenever by the grace of God I see you, you will have a testimony how awesome miracles God has done for you. Because you had nothing to do with it. You had nothing to do with it. It is God and God alone. And tonight, number five, I will let you know. See, if I tell you now, you won't come. So, uh, <laughs> may I pray for you? Amen. Father God, we read from the book of Philippians. And Paul wrote in the book of Philippians. It's the first chapter. He said, I thank God for you. Every time I think about you and I pray for you. Because you have been partners with me in this ministry that is going all over the world. Father Lord, I thank you for the love that is between Pastor Mike and Kathy and us. All this year, though we don't see each other, but it is God's doing. And it is marvelous in our sight that you have kept us all these years together. It is by the love of God. Father, they have supported Brother Mike. They have supported me. My God, I pray for my brothers and sisters here. That we will love you. We will love you. Personally, passionately, powerfully, permanently. We will simplify our life. We will learn to be solitude. To see you. Learn to be silence. Surrender our life. Serve each other. We will pray. We will praise you. We will walk in your peace. And after that, we will have positive thought based on the word of God. Because the thoughts that you have for this church are thoughts of abundance. Thoughts of blessings. No weapon of the enemy will ever prosper. Any form, shape, size or fashion. Every evil word, we pull it down and we speak peace over this church. Father, let your peace rule and reign over Pastor Mike, his family, and the entire church. Let your peace produce all that they need and more in Jesus' name. Amen.